<laughs> well, we're live well, on that note. Yeah, I guess we're live. Welcome back. Another episode of Rub and Tubs. I believe we're now on episode six, going into week six of college football. Um, but yeah, anyways, <laughs> anyways, tough week for me. Um, one of the more embarrassing TCU losses in recent memory. But I know you had a pretty decent week, Cole, after that performance that Oklahoma put on. So, I mean, how are you feeling? I feel good, man. That was a first half. Kind of scared me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, gave up. I think it was like two or three just huge chunk plays, just blown coverage where um, I think Key Lawrence did it first where he went for the pick and he didn't go for the hit. Um, just a, a very easy, like crossing route over the middle. And he, he went, or actually, I think it was a post route. Yeah. I think the first one was a post route over the middle. Um, and Key Lawrence went for the pick and he ended up like behind the defender trying to get a pick and the defender just went right in front of him. Easy catch. It was like, a I was, I was going to say plus yarder. Um, I'll... but outside of you know, like two of those missed plays where it was just kind of chunks. Second half came around. Oklahoma had a complete shutout in the second half. So they played how, how, they, how they've been playing in weeks past. Um, overall, I was happy with it. Yeah, I, I know. I was telling you earlier I, how I think I'm, I'm probably putting Dylan Gabriel in my Heisman watch list. And I guess just to, like, give you some con- like some context, mine – I'm probably going to keep it within like six players going forward. So I haven't necessarily ranked them just yet. I, I mean, we can dive into that a little bit later, but I, I I do think it's worth noting that he's probably in my top six this week, just because, I mean, I'm looking at his stat line. Like I didn't watch too much of the OU game because I forgot what other games were on at that time or, or what, what, when that even took place. But I saw he went 26 of 39, 368, three tubs, one pick, but then on the ground also had eight rushes for 37 yards and two tubs for five touchdowns yeah, that, total. That pick was not his fault either. Yeah, I think, dude. Um, uh, oh man, I like this is actually. I feel like this is like a good week to finally start talking about Oklahoma a little bit more, especially with like the Red River game next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how how are you feeling? I guess going into that game. Um. I think I told you yesterday. I really hope Texas is number one in the country. I don't know if they will be though. Like, I mean, well, okay. I know Georgia I, barely scraped by. Who did Georgia? They barely scraped by. Um, Auburn. was it Auburn? Yeah. Okay, so but how it was did Michigan do? Last, I mean, Michigan did what they were supposed to do. They they played yeah. well. Dude, I don't know if they will, but I i mean, I guess like back to your point, like I could see like if they do put them in. They're, I guarantee you they're going to keep getting number one votes though. Like we know that. Yeah, much. they will. But I mean, I think that if anyone deserves a number one spot right now, it probably is Michigan. I mean, they just blew, um, they blew Nebraska out in Lincoln. Bro, I just, oh my God, it wasn't even a game. Dude, Oregon looks good. Like, I'm looking at these, like, the top 10, and Oregon is better than a lot of these teams. I think Oregon's better than USC. I think Oregon's better than Washington. 
I mean, I, I, I personally would take Oregon over Ohio State. Oh, Oregon looks really good. Dude. I don't know about – Penn State is still like – I'm still on the fence with Penn State. Well, dude, another but, thing, going back to Oregon, so they have a bye week next week. But you want to know who – because I'm going ahead two weeks now. You want to know who they play in two weeks? Is it USC? No, they play at number seven, Washington. Washington, okay, okay. So that'll that game will probably give us because I, I think after seeing all of them play, because I know the Pac-12 is kind of stacked. Like we've been talking about this for kind of like weeks now about how like there's so many good Pac-12 teams that have good quarterbacks, but I think as it stands, those are probably the two best teams because I, I I don't think USC has a defense that's capable of you know. The USC doesn't have a defense capable of beating honestly I don't any think, top fifteen uh, team. It's just it's a Lincoln Riley thing. Like I just think like he's always that's what we were talking about yesterday. Like he 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 yeah. wants to have explosive offenses, and I get that, and that's awesome. But he hasn't had the best track record when it comes to putting like really good defenses on the field. And for yeah. God knows why he he's still riding with Grinch, but whatever. Maybe he's just loyal to his guys. But back to the well, point, he's fucking his wife. I do think I do think Oregon has like the potential to have like a really good defense down the street. What'd you say? <laughs> I said I think he's fucking his wife. <laughs> oh, you? Th- <laughs> he may as well just putting in work with Grinch's wife. You think Lincoln Riley is messing with Alex Grinch's wife? Hmm. Uh, I mean, sure. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the only reason he's kept him around. We'll see. But. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I think that game will probably give be a big indicator of like who the actual best team in the Pac-12 is. Because if someone ends up beating the dog shit out of the other one, if someone ends up beating the dog shit out of the other team, which I don't think will happen, like it'll probably be a close game. Um, that team will probably, I'm I'm gonna be riding with whoever that team is. But I think as it stands, I like Oregon a little bit more. I don't know, or actually no. I, oh, I mean shit. I, I actually do did see like how the, their two games panned out in Washington, like barely scraped by Arizona, beat them by seven. And then Oregon ended up beating Stanford like 42 to six, like they clapped them. So they have maybe a little bit of momentum. They're also going to be coming off a of bye week. So we'll see, man. They, uh, <clears throat> USC is just, I, I wouldn't, I don't anticipate them being in the top ten. Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Out. Let's talk about that in the Colorado game. Like, what did you? What did you see? <laughs> I saw a lot I watched, of offense. I only watched. <laughs> only watched like the first half of the game where USC was up by I want to say like three, three and a half scores. And then I, you, I, you I know what left. I saw? What? I saw the twenty eighteen Oklahoma Sooners. Who were That's the twenty eight? Who were the twenty eight? Was that Kyler's team? That was that was Kyler's team when mm. they just got absolutely clapped by Bama in the was it the Orange Bowl? I think it was the Orange Bowl in the playoff. I thought they lost to LSU in the playoff. No, that was with J- uh, Jalen. You're right. Kyler did lose to Bama. Yeah, Kyler lost to Bama in the Orange Bowl, and then yeah. the next year Jalen lost to LSU in the. Was that? The, I think it might have been the Peach Bowl. Well, didn't didn't Kyler also put up like four hundred yards in that loss? Yeah, the offense still like he had he had. I want to say I, 
Like um, you can't, you can't. Oh my gosh! Like that's the thing with Lincoln Riley is. Okay, his offense is predicated on momentum. Uh-huh. So once you pick that momentum up, like he just keeps going, he keeps going at you, he keeps going at you. But his issue is, is he doesn't have a defense to sustain that. So that's what you saw in that Colorado game over the weekend. You saw the momentum just flat out ball the first half. They were up what forty one to seven, I think. Let me see. Let me let me. I think pull it was forty one to seven at the end of the first half. But the issue is, is then you go into halftime and you start slowing down. You try to run the clock out. But Colorado is not in that same mindset. Colorado is in the mindset of, man, we got to score right now. We got to score fast. And USC, Lincoln Riley in general, does not have the defense to handle that. So if you want to employ that type of defense, then you have to have your foot on the gas on offense all four quarters. Yeah. Because so, the um, second you let off of it, like I said, it's it's built on momentum. So the second you let off and you get a comfortable lead, there's no getting that momentum back. And that's yeah. exactly what you saw. They only scored seven points in the second half. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the box score right now, and USC was up. They outscored Colorado by 20 in the first half. So they went up by 20 going into okay. halftime. And then Colorado outscored USC by 14 in the second half, which is why they yeah. ended up only losing by seven. So, damn, bro. Or actually, I mean, they outscored them by 13, but it may as well be 14. I don't know what happened there. I didn't see that, I guess, the third quarter. Dude, I forgot what I was doing. I was watching, like, the whole first part of that game, and then I was also switching between that and, like, the AM Arkansas game and – some of the other games that were on. And then I remember the Georgia Auburn game was on too. Yeah. And then I remember coming back and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It was when I FaceTimed. I was like, holy shit. Like Colorado just came back. Like they've yeah. put up, they put up four, dude, they put up 41 points on them. Yeah. And Oregon gave up six. Yeah. To Colorado. If that's not uh, a, I just, I, that's why I said some shit like that that was outlandish, like, oh, Lincoln Riley's fucking Alex Grinch's wife. Like, he's had him on for how many years now on his staff? I don't know, like at least like what, like five, six years. Almost five years. I think he was with at Oklahoma for three years. <laughs> Grinch was, and now this is his second year with USC. So he's been on staff with Lincoln Riley for almost five years. Well, where what what did Alex Grinch do before Oklahoma? Where was he? Uh he before Oklahoma, he was at Ohio State. He was the co-defensive coordinator with Ohio State, and they hated him, so they fired him. Oh, so he got let go. Yeah, he was fired from Ohio State because of poor performance. Huh. And I had one of my really close family friends reach out to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, Oklahoma's getting like an Ohio State defensive coordinator. I was like, I mean, this was five, six years ago. Like, I, I didn't know any better. So I was super excited. And then my, my family friend, he he called me and he was like, don't get too excited. There's a reason we fired him. Well, um, dude, I've, I feel like people put way too much weight on where someone has been, like in the past, like yeah. what programs they've been with to, I guess, gauge whether or not they're going to be good with you. Because I mean, and and maybe this 
if Texas ends up being really good, then it'll age well with Sark, right? But like, let's let's go yeah. pre twenty twenty three. Like Sark, what hasn't been good, right, at Texas up until this season? We'll see how this season pans out. And Sark was an Alabama guy. Sark was like, wasn't he OC at Alabama for like a couple years? Like he's from the Nick Saban tree. I mean, it was. Um, I hate saying that because he was at USC. And then he was fired from USC for drink. Like he, he did some crazy stuff at USC. Um, like he was a straight up alcoholic, um, drinking at practice and stuff like that. Yeah, it was terrible. But I'm then Nick Saban was the one that like gave him a second chance. So yeah, he was OC at, with Nick Saban for either one or two years. I can't remember. And then that's when Texas hired him. Dude. He's been dog shit up until. I wanna. Yeah. I wanna touch back go back a little bit to Oklahoma um did you did you watch any of that game or were uh-uh. you at the TCU game uh-uh. I don't I don't think I watched like much of Oklahoma I was just checking the score periodically and okay. was seeing Oklahoma was destroying them but uh, um, outside of that I didn't see too much so I'll, I'll say this the one thing that I am worried about going into the um, Red River rivalry game is Oklahoma's running running game um Dude, I for the life of me, I can't figure out why we're still running with Marcus Major. Is that the starting running back right now? If that's what you want to call him, sure. But he's averaging like two point nine yards per carry. Marcus Major. Oh wow, he he hasn't broken two hundred yards yet. No, that, that's that's what I'm saying. And we have two guys that are elite behind him, Javante uh, Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk. I think Javante is going through a, something right now. I think he's got like a slight injury. But Gavin Sawchuk is a dog. Br- Braden, he's from uh, he's from Littleton. He went to the same high school that Christian McCaffrey went to. Is and Shout he's out a to the polite Theo Vaughn, <laughs> sophisticated Theo. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> um, I, I just can't for the life of me understand why we're not running with him more. Why we're not running with him more. Tawi Walker has looked fantastic for Oklahoma, and he's a a, a walk-on. And well, he's is, what is really that? Is he a receiver? No, he's a running back. Okay. The, every single running back that we have played has looked better than Marcus Major and Jeff Levy continues to throw and run him out there. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. Because he doesn't this is the thing, is I like Oklahoma fans are really big Marcus Major fans because he's gone through a lot. He's had some injuries. And I have a feeling that this is like this staff maybe kind of throwing him a bone and being like, hey, we're giving you X amount of games to go out there and show us and prove to us that you can still do this because when he was a sophomore, we were looking at him like, Oh man, like this guy could be really good. But then he had some injuries. Then he had some more injuries. Then he came back and then he had some more injuries and he's been healthy this season. So I think that like with this being his last year of eligibility, I think the staff might be kind of throwing him a bone, but now it's put you in a position where he's the only running back that has gotten significant touches going into the Texas game 
and none of our running backs have broken 200 yards on the season. I, so I, we don't have a running back that's in rhythm right now. I think it, I mean, yeah, it's probably what you were saying. Like it's, it's just, uh, it's probably cause he's a senior and they're just trying to, you know, give him his touches before he goes out. So. Yeah. But wouldn't you want to have a running back that's in rhythm going into the uh, arguably the biggest game of the season? Yes, dude. But it's also something that we've seen so many times from so many different coaches is them just giving the nod to like whoever's the senior or junior just because they they want to do it in the sake for the sake of like experience, even if that doesn't pay off. Like we've even like we dude, Kentre Miller didn't really even get a shot until last year at TCU when he was finally a senior. And um, like he should have arguably been given a shot. Well, huh? But Kendra played well. No, no, no. But I'm saying, well, I'm I'm using the op like the other side of the argument. Like Kendra should have arguably been playing, like since he was a sophomore, like mm-hmm. more. But it was just because we had dudes like Zach Evans, who was like the five star recruit. Of course, he was going to get more touches up until he finally got injured and then fucking stopped out. playing. He he got hurt and then he also like started begging for like eight to ten thousand dollars a week before even NIL was a thing. And like that kept Kendra from getting touches. And I'm just like, that's what I'm saying is like, this is something we've seen before. Like coaches giving preference to like whoever is just like the senior at the time. I mean, you could, I mean, even, even last year when Kendra was a senior, um, like we had, dude, and Manny Bailey was on TCU's team last year. He didn't get that many touches and it was just because Kendra was there. But a Manny Bailey, in my opinion, might be as good, if not even better than Kendra Miller in a year. I don't know about right now yet, just because I don't know how good this TCU team, how bad this TCU team is. Not good. We know we're not good, but um, <laughs> dude, we're fucking trash. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we've seen better days. We've seen better days. That's absolute, sure. absolute garbage, bro. I don't even want to talk too much about the TCU game just because it was so depressing. But I mean, just for the <laughs> sake of like, our 20 to 25 listeners wanting to, you know, see one of us be miserable. Sure. I'll fucking recap a little bit of it. Um, yeah, dude, miserable, 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 miserable fucking game. Like we literally just, I was telling you earlier, bro, we, we got shut out in the second half. We, we put up 21 in the first half, which isn't like insane, but it's like, all right. Like if we double that in the second half, we scored 42 and that's a good day. And I thought Chandler Morris was doing a really good job in the first half. Um, and the O-line just kind of collapsed in on itself, like stopped protecting him. The play calling wasn't there. He, I mean, he, he had to be on the run, like every play or every other play at least, which, I mean, then he started losing momentum because he wasn't finding people. He was trying to force some shit. Um, I don't put any, like much of the loss on him though. I think his O-line really just fucked him up. The the O-line looked bad. Dude, we can't block teddy bears. Like it was so pitiful. Like, I, I really have never seen such a big collapse. Dude, for a game that's, like, in your control, because that whole game, if you were watching that, I wasn't nervous. I Like, I've been much more nervous for other opponents in other games, and I was never nervous, like, even though it was a seven-point game at half, because I was like, we are look good. We just need to clean a couple of things, and we'll run away with it. And we just collapsed. Like, we just collapsed to a team that we should have been beating. Like, I'll give West Virginia credit, because now they're four and one. But at the same time, it's West Virginia. It's not fucking... It's not Oklahoma. Yeah. It's not like no, one of the dude. other. It's not fucking Penn State. It's not like a, an actual top 15 or even top 25 team, in my opinion. 
So, like, that's a game that you could have lost to West Virginia. Just period. Yeah, you you don't lose to West Virginia, especially not when they in a year where they're not supposed to be that good. Like, I don't know what they were predicted to finish, but especially not at home, bro. And like, I think they actually, I think they actually do have quite a bit of returning talent. I'm not going to West Virginia. In in Fort Worth, that can't happen. No, I mean. And Manny Bailey also like that. He was fucked by his O line too. He he went from averaging like six yards a carry to like two and a half yesterday. I think like I don't know what he was at. It was not that good. Um, we just yeah we just couldn't block teddy bears, bro. There was like this is the most amount of times I've seen Chandler ever get sacked. Another thing too, bro. Griffin Kell, who's usually the most reliable dude on the team, he went seventeen of nineteen last year. Like to put this into perspective. He missed two field goals all last year. He missed three last night. And two of them, one of them I must have been drunk because I didn't even know it was three. Like, I, I, I thought he missed two. Apparently, he missed three. But um, two of them, like, he just didn't get height on it, and he just booted it, and they both got blocked. Like, it, it, it wasn't pretty. So, oh, man, it, it was a tough day, bro. It was fucking – uh, Kennedy Collins was was texting me and and ranting about the <laughs> you game. told me about this. Yeah, bro. She and she texted, but she texted me and she was like, "Bro, like someone needs to like check in on his home life. Like, like is everything okay?" <laughs> he literally, he literally, bro. He he missed two kicks all last year, and now he's now he, he's like fifty three percent on the year. Like he's missed a couple now. Jesus. Like he has taken like yeah, a, I remember dude. he was he played really well last. I mean he. The kicking game like wasn't an issue for TCU last year. I mean, just look at the Baylor game from last year. No, dude, it's never been an issue with Griffin Kell up until no. this year. I'm, let me let me so, pull up this. He's yeah, yeah. The fact that he's playing poorly right now is one <sighs> of the most surprising things to me about TC, TCU. Um, okay, so yeah. I, I will I will say this just to like be a little bit fair to him. He's only missed he's missed two kicks that are from 40 to 49 and and four that are 50 plus. Those are the ones he's missed. Like he hasn't missed anything close range. But even then, like hmm. the dude has been known to drill them from at least 40 to 49. And he and last well, night what's he his just high. Huh? What's his high? His career actually he hit his career long this season in like the when we played Nickel State. It was a 57 yarder. And he drilled it. He yeah, he drilled a fifty-seven yarder. He probably would have made it. Probably would have been good from like sixty-two or sixty-three. But Damn. after that, like he's just—I mean, he's just not being as consistent, I guess, from that range. So it's tough on the year. He's seven of thirteen, so he's like barely above fifty percent. Anyways, yeah, I said I didn't want to talk too much about this TCU game and Cal, <laughs> but whatever. I just did you anyways. Won't, We'll move on well, to let's, uh, we'll move on to another game. I don't want to talk about that bullshit. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I know you mentioned you had a, a Heisman Heisman list that you wanted to go over. Why don't we go over the list that you put together? I'll give you some feedback, and then uh, maybe we hop into a little bit of Bozo Tracker. Yeah, um, I think so. I, again, just like I said earlier, my list is of of six different. They're all quarterbacks. Like, I, I don't know if I've seen anyone else, like, in a different position really, like, burst mm-hmm. into the Heisman conversation. But I, I, I want to say, for the most part, this is probably whatever every other media outlet would have with every other person that 
you know, has been looking at these players would say. Um, I, in no particular order, I have Michael Penix. I have Penix. Michael Penix. Uh, who last night he it wasn't like the greatest day but they beat arizona 31 to 24 he went 30 of 40 for 363 but i did see this like crazy stat if i still have it in front of me that um michael Payne is he's averaging just short he's averaging just short of 400 passing yards a game so i think for that like he's gotta he's gotta be like yeah in most people's top threes, at least for that, maybe yeah, even top two. I guaranteed. Um, I've also got Caleb Williams, who uh, they beat Colorado forty-eight to forty-one, but he himself went thirty of forty for four hundred yards, six tubs, one pick, and one stat I saw about him was this his his this was his sixth career game with five plus touchdowns, like passing touchdowns. Um, and so he's leading the country, like all active quarterbacks in the country in games with five or more passing touchdowns. Bo Nix, they destroyed Stanford. He went 27 of 32, 290 for four touchdowns. I've got Jaden Daniels, even though LSU lost to Ole Miss, he still went 27 of 36 for yeah, four. Yeah, he went off. Yeah, bro, 27 of 36, 414, four touchdowns. And then he also rushed for 99 yards and one touchdown. So he had five total touchdowns and 515 uh, yards of total offense. I mentioned Dylan Gabriel earlier. I have him in there. He went 26, 39, 368, three tubs, one pick, and then he rushed for another two touchdowns for 40 yards. And then Quinn Ewers. Um, we could talk a little bit about Texas if we want, but they uh, they ended up pulling away from Kansas in the second half. He went 25 of 35, 325 one touchdown, one pick, and then he had two rushing touchdowns and 40 total rushing yards. So, I mean, he he did all right. Like, he, I think he's done enough to, like, keep himself in that conversation. Like, I, I'm still not – I'm still not buying the idea of him being in New York at the end of the season, depending on – I, I did after the Bama game. I think if it's three that get invited to New York, I, I, I don't buy the fact that – Quinn Ewers will be one of those. I think one of those is going to be Caleb Williams. No, I think one of those is Caleb Williams, no matter how how good USC does, just because you know, you know Caleb Williams is going to throw up like video game numbers the whole season. One of those other ones is probably going to be between like Bonix and Michael Bayanis, depending Michael on who, Bayness. depending on 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 who does a better job. So that's two spots right there, and I think. Jaden Daniels could. No, I think that is the third. No, I think that that is the three spots. I think it's going to be yeah. Michael Penix, uh, Caleb Williams, and Bo Nix. Yeah, there's been some other people on the periphery. Um, I mean, it like JJ McCarthy. He hasn't really impressed me that much. If I'm being honest, I'm trying to think of who Jordan, else. Uh, Jordan Travis, maybe. Jordan Travis. I think he had a bye week this week, so we didn't really get to see him. Um, I think if Cam Rising would have started this year healthy, and who knows if he'll oh, even, 100%. I don't know if he'll even come back and be what he was because, like, it's hard to come back from that type of injury, but he probably would have been in that conversation. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know if I feel like yours will be in the top three. Like, by the time people are catching invites to New York, I, I could eat my words, and that's fine. I'm not scared of the Bozo tracker. If Quinn Ewers gets an invite to New York, and God forbid he win a Heisman. Good for him. Like, cool. But um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know if I buy it just yet. Like I'd like to see him continue to just put up these numbers like deep into the season because it's tough to beat Oklahoma. It's tough to like continue to putting those numbers in November, like regardless of who you're playing in November. I don't give a shit. I know how inconsistent he can be. I think it's going to, I think it's going to bite him in the ass at some point. I just still don't. I, I texted you this the other day or just literally just yesterday. Texas is clearly Texas is better than what they've been in the past. Clearly. But I still, Man, I hesitate to say this. I I still am not 100% bought in on them. And I'll be fair, and I'll say I'm still not 100% bought in on Oklahoma either right now. I think that there are some things that Oklahoma needs to fix um, in the trenches, mainly on the offensive line. And I think that there's a couple of things on defense, very, very minor, that need to be fixed. But I look at Texas... And I see a lot of the similar things, like some O-line issues. Um, Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel are kind of similar in the fact that they're really, really solid in the pocket. And they're really solid, you know, on these 10, 15-yard throws, these out routes, these dumps, dump-offs, curls. I mean, they're really good. They're really good in the red zone. But, man they both have gotten knocks for their deep ball. Like Oklahoma and Texas look like very, very similar teams right now. If we're being honest, outside the run game, Texas probably has us beat in the run game right now. But that's just because we did. I don't, I don't think Jeff Levy knows what he's doing with the game right now. I'll, I'll put it this way. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Oklahoma and Texas – are closer to each other than Texas is to the likes of Georgia and Michigan. I'll put it that way. Like, I know Texas is the number three team in the country, but I think they're closer to Oklahoma than they are to those two other teams. And who knows? There's probably some teams behind them that would still, that could beat them. Because the way I see it is, do I really think, like, if you're ranking Texas number three, that would mean, do you really think there's only two teams in the country that beat them on a neutral field? Because I think no. I think there's probably eight. That would still make Texas a top 10 team. But I think on a neutral field, I think Georgia would beat them. I think Michigan probably beats them. I think Ohio State could beat them. I think Oregon could beat them. Washington could maybe beat them. Fucking Florida State could hang. Florida with them. State could hang a bunch of points on them. Like um, I think there's more than just two teams that beat Texas no, on I a agree. neutral field, and and that's that's why I don't necessarily buy their hype because their hype is saying this is the third best team in the country, right? Like that's what I the agree. that's what the polls say. The polls say that's the that's the third best team in the country. I buy into the hype that they're probably a top 10 team. Like I've probably come to that stage of acceptance. Right. But I, I, I don't know if there's only two teams that beat them and Oklahoma is probably in the same boat, but Oklahoma's on like, I think they're underranked. I think there's probably seven to 10 teams. Like I I'd have to like, look at all these teams, you know, on a case by case basis. But I think that's probably the amount of teams that can maybe beat Oklahoma in a neutral field the same amount that would beat Texas. So that's why I say, I think 
they're probably closer to each other than they are than Texas is to like actually being like a championship caliber team. Yeah, I I hope I'm right on that. Like if I end up being wrong and Texas goes 13 and 0, which would mean they beat Oklahoma twice and then they just walk into the playoff at the number one and number two seed, then I'm eating my words. But I yeah, I don't know, man. There's just so many different variables, and then you're also looking at the Uh-oh. state of the Big 12, and the Big 12 is like it's garbage right now. Like no one else is good. No one. Like I don't I don't see a single team outside of Texas and OU that has a shot at even being an Alamo Bowl caliber team, bro. Like no. outside of the those two teams that are looking the best right now, like Kansas, I guess, could have been in, in that, but they just got destroyed by Texas. K-State lost to Mizzou. TCU's looking like shit. Tech, whatever yeah. hype they had, how we I know before the season that we picked them to go like ten and two. I think they're like one and three or one and four now. I I I don't did they win last yesterday? No, I don't think they did. I know Baylor. I know like Baylor's terrible, and UCF lost to Baylor. UCF had like a a huge lead on Baylor. Oh, Texas Tech did win. I, I guess they did win. But they beat, hold on, they they beat Houston. Jesus, Houston's terrible though. Like, like it's yeah. just it's just and they they allowed twenty eight. It's just homeless people beating on each other, bro. Like it's just. Normally, like you give the the Big Twelve a little bit more credit because it's like, all right, like there's some decent teams, but the only reason they're not at, like there's not that many ranked teams is because it it's a round robin league. Everyone plays each other, so you're gonna get cannibalization. But looking at it this year, bro, everyone is just trash. Like everyone is just yeah. The Big Twelve is not good, and it's the worst year for that to happen too because it's the year before Texas and OU leave. And I mean, if, had it been last year or even the year before, it would have been perfect timing because. The last two Big 12 championship games, neither OU or Texas has featured, and it's been four of the teams that are staying that were all there, like playing for those chip games. But this year, it's just it's awful, bro. Like, I mean, ah, fuck it. Like, I mean, shit. Yeah, the Big 12's trash, bro. Like, it's just it's dark. It's garbage right now. <laughs> like, everyone's just fucking awful this year. Everyone. Yeah, they're. they're they, Outside of Oklahoma and Texas, ain't it's a toss up. Yeah, that's that, that's the only thing that worries me though, bro. Is like who's gonna be that team? Like, te- like yeah, we're used to like Texas dropping the games that they should drop, but this year it's like now everyone's like. Oh, I don't see. I don't see one of those teams that can drop either Oklahoma or TCU. That, yeah, that's what I'm. Or, saying. I'm sorry, not TCU. Uh, Oklahoma or uh, Texas. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like they, like we know that Texas should drop games to so the like teams that they should beat, but in other years those teams were better. Right than than what they yeah, are right now. Like Iowa State, like Iowa State, like um, now Oklahoma just shut them out in the second half and and won by thirty yesterday. Like let me let me let me put the I'm gonna put it in this in this perspective. OU in Texas, the rest of the year they play Iowa State. That's essentially what's going gonna happen, bro. They're gonna play an Iowa State caliber team every week. That's it. Pretty much. I mean the Iowa State that you usually know the teams that go like seven and five or eight and four at worst that's that's who they get to play every week because none of these teams are fucking good. Well, actually, not not Oklahoma. I mean Oklahoma still has Oklahoma still has BYU. That's that's Iowa State as far as I'm concerned. I, yeah, but it's in it's it's in Utah. I I I let me look at Utah's schedule. Like what what's their record? 
No, 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 not not Utah. Or, sorry, not Utah. BYU. BYU schedule. Yeah, the the game is in Utah. The game is at BYU. All right, so BYU. BYU is four and one. They barely beat Cincinnati. They lost to Kansas. They beat Arkansas. Arkansas's trash. Arkansas just got handled by AM. Um do you know Arkansas Arkansas also statistically has the second worst O line in the SEC? Like they 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 have a the worst like one of the worst O lines I've ever seen. KJ Jefferson couldn't do shit yesterday. Yeah, bro. I'm B, yeah, BYU beat Sam Houston fourteen to zero. I'm not buying. I, I don't think that team gives OU any trouble. And if they do give them any trouble, then that's when you should worry as an OU fan of like, oh fuck, like probably if we sneak if OU sneaks into a New Year's six, but is like barely scrapes by those teams, then then it's like a thing to worry about. I don't think that'll happen. I think they get handled, but whatever. I mean, damn, bro. Yeah, just the Big Twelve's not good. No, it's not. Well, I think that we should uh, hop into a little bozo tracker, give our picks, and I uh, this is probably a good time for me to maybe sure. Yeah, um, we've got a couple updates. So, six of six, Chase went last week with his picks. Very impressive, low key, but unfortunately, because he's a bad promoter and he also blacked out last night um, and spent this morning, I guess, just hunched over the toilet. Apparently, he has nullified his six for six, six out of six picks and he picked up four bozo points today and then i believe this week you and i both went four of six because mm-hmm. i think the games that ended up costing us i think oregon state won and then um tennessee beat south carolina and i think you picked south carolina we can actually like go back yeah. and look um yeah, I picked LSU, so I picked up an L there. We didn't really – no one really lost points on USC and Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at our guest tracker, Hunter did pretty good himself. I think he went six of six as well. He did. Braden, uh, shout out Hunter. Braden um, also I think went four for six because LSU mm-hmm. and Utah lost. And then – Parker, what did Parker, Parker went five for six? Parker went five for six. So I mean, pretty decent performances from everyone all around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the buzzer tracker, unfortunately, Chase still in the lead with thirteen. Good job, Chase. Shout out, Chase. It looks good this and then week. Cole and I are treading right <laughs> right behind him with eight and seven. So um, yeah, good, good, I good decent week for the bozos, I guess. And like no one really did terrible and go with like one for six. Then again, we are all, we all kind of had the same picks, but yeah, except Chase just completely blacked out last night, <laughs> and our and our supposed guest today blacked out last night. I guess. Yeah, we'll uh we'll oh. make sure that next week whoever uh, we have on as a guest isn't blacking out and not showing up the morning up. But anyway, do we want to? I don't know. Do we want to start talking a little bit about some of the like picks for, for next yeah, let's week? Some, yeah, let's give our picks out. We yeah. can also just bounce around. So week six picks. Um, we've got a couple interesting ones. I ended up including the opening lines for some of these just to give, I guess, a little bit of like context into what you know most people betting on the game are feeling. Um First off, I know we we just talked a little bit about this matchup, but haven't really dived into it. Oklahoma, Texas, Red River game. Cole, 
how are we feeling? What do you think um, is the key to victory for Oklahoma? And what do you think needs to happen? Because already, we already know who you're, who you're going with. So I'd love to just dig into your brain. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stray away from from Oklahoma. I'm. I can't do that. Um, Boomer Sooner all day long. Um, in my eyes, the key to victory is gonna be. It's gonna be in the trenches. I think um, Oklahoma's defense has been stifling. They've been really, really, really good through five weeks. And I think that if they keep that up, I think that we're going to win the game. Um, Oklahoma needs to get their running game going, though. Mm-hmm. And I, I touched on it before. Marcus Major ain't it. I love Marcus Major. He's a great dude. Everybody in Norman loves him. But he's getting a bad rap right now because Jeff Levy keeps on throwing him out there. And the dude's averaging 2.9 yards per carry, I think. Um, and we've got two guys behind him, Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk, that are elite. That we know can perform well. I think that Oklahoma needs to lean on Gavin Sawchuk next week. Because I do think Javante Barnes is a little banged up. I think they need to lean on Gavin Sawchuk. And I think they, they need to go back to a zone run scheme. Um. I think that's going to be the key. I'm not worried about the passing game. Dylan Gabriel looks like a Heisman candidate. Um, he He's throwing the ball just accurate as hell. Um, Andrell Anthony looks like a, a, a one of the top wide receivers in college football. Nick Anderson is breaking onto the scene. He's going to be one of the top wide receivers in college football in the next two years, probably in the next next year. Um, he already is, I believe he's leading the team in touchdowns. I think he has five through five games or six through six game, through five games. Um, I'm not worried about the passing game for Oklahoma at all. That's going to be there. They're going to be dominant. I think that the defense, I think that they're going to play fantastic again. I think that Danny Stutzman needs to have a big game. And I think that Oklahoma can win this game. I'm... I also think this can win this game. I'll be honest. It, it's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm not going to be too worried if Oklahoma loses as long as it's a close game because something tells me Oklahoma is going to be able to get revenge in the Big 12 championship game. This... And same with Texas. If Texas loses, they're going to be able to get revenge in the Big 12 championship game. This... They, these teams will be twice. Yeah, no. I, I think we can, for the most part, agree that they'll they'll probably end up playing together twice. It's more so just about like who's got matchup one and then who's got matchup number two, which is the more mm-hmm. important one. But what I was about to say is, because I feel like you might be a little bit more knowledgeable on this, on like just the Red River game. But is this like the highest ranked the two teams have been like in a head-to-head? Since match? 2011. Since 2011. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, damn. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I only asked because I, I, I get the feeling that this is probably going to be one of the better like Red River games that we've seen in a long time. I, I don't, I don't see anyone blowing each other out. Like I don't see the anomaly that was last year happening mm-hmm. again for Oklahoma. Cause I think, I mean, 
like we all we all know it was it, it was an anomaly like in the rivalry like that doesn't happen in Red River like well, we, we also played. didn't have a quarterback. No, you yeah, you didn't have a quarterback, and you were essentially pay, playing a running back at quarterback. Is is what happened? We were we ran the wildcat the entire game. Yes, Davis Bevel threw like four passes. Yeah, but um, yeah, back back to like the game itself. I don't see that happening. Dylan Gabriel's healthy this time around. Dylan Gabriel is on a roll this time around. Um. Quinn Ewers is on a roll this time around too. Like even last year, they they didn't beat Bama. This year, they did beat Bama, and now they have that momentum rolling into this game. So I think I think it is going to be a toss up. I think it is going to be a fifty fifty game. I think it's it's up for grabs. But I definitely think that Oklahoma has last year's result in mind. They're motivated. I think. This might be where Texas finally like hits their first like roadblock because I was thinking about this last night as I was like pondering like what am I going to say like when to justify the pick that I'm going to make and I haven't even made it yet but this will give you some like an idea of where which way I'm leaning. I think that Oklahoma would beat Alabama right now. I don't I think Alabama is still a decent team. I like what they've done the last two weeks. I like how they handled Ole Miss um and like got Milrow back in there. I don't even think Milrow had that great of a game yesterday. I think he threw for no. a hundred yards or something. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I think OU would be able to beat Bama. So like what like what's stopping them from beating Texas, right? Like I know Texas beat Bama, but just to put it into perspective, I kind of alluded it to it earlier. I think they're closer to each other than Texas is to the rest. But the line, I think, was only um, minus four and a half Texas. I'm picking OU, dude. I think this is, like, the first time that Texas will stumble this year. They, I mean, if they do, they may as well also go on to go 11-1, and one, and then they get that rematch that you were talking about. But I just have a feeling that Oklahoma has been slept on they've kind of gone under the radar. I know like that's how you like it. Like you want it to continue being that way. It probably won't be that way if mm-hmm. Oklahoma does beat Texas cuz then they'll they'll start getting those like number 4 and number 5 rankings. Um Oh, if Oklahoma wins this weekend, they're at, they'll they'll move up to be a top 5 team in the country. I believe so. so. Um, Just because they'll they'll want And and Yeah. Let let me let me throw this out there real quick. Before I say this, I'll ask you, who do you think has the better offense, Oklahoma or Texas? I think right now as it stands, the more consistent offense is probably – I mean, shit, I don't know about consistency, but I'll just say the better overall offense that I would want right now, I think, is Oklahoma. By okay. by a hair, though, like it's not like – I oh, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Because I also recognize that Texas has really fucking good running backs. They have A.D. Mitchell. They have Xavier Worthy. They have really fucking good weapons. And Quinn Ewers – and his O-line, like, together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Like, when he has a really good O-line and he has time to throw, he's looking he, – he looks great. But from what – like, from the few games that I've seen Oklahoma play in, like, I – dude, I really like how dynamic everyone is. I like the looks that, like, Dylan Gabriel gives you. Like, I, I, I just like – it feels like a traditional Oklahoma offense, right? So, I, I've said this in the past. That's what I usually like. That's why – I enjoy watching Oklahoma play most years, but let, let me throw this stat at you. Yesterday was the first time Texas surpassed forty points. 
Oklahoma has dropped three fifty burgers on the season so far. Yeah, I yeah. I and, and yeah. outside of Bama, outside of Bama, the competition has been pretty similar. I mean, Texas beat Rice thirty-seven to ten. Struggled in the first half. Yeah, Oklahoma or Texas beat Wyoming, thirty-one to ten. Struggled in the first half. Yeah, Oklahoma or, Te- or Baylor, they beat Baylor thirty-eight to six. That was probably their best. Or Alabama was their best game, but against Kansas, it was a what a ten-point game after the first half. Yeah, we've definitely gotten that. Their mo is being... Oklahoma has consistently been. The, their offense has been consistent. I mean, outside of the Cincinnati game, I mean, it was twenty to six, but that game we left a lot of points on the board. I think we left like seventeen to twenty-four points on the board. Oklahoma dropped fifty yesterday. They dropped sixty-six on Tulsa, and they dropped seventy-three on Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has been handling their opponents as they should. Yeah. And that's not to say Texas hasn't as well, but Oklahoma has had the more dynamic offense, I think, without a running game. Imagine Oklahoma gets a running game going. Yeah. I yeah. I I like they're them. averaging they're averaging over forty five points per game right yeah. now. I like them. I don't know if this is just biased because I hate Texas, but I I truly believe that Oklahoma can win this game, I think. I think there's a couple variables, and the more important ones for me, at least, are the fact that they probably have last year's result in mind. They look better. They're just a better team than they were last year. Um, and I, I, I really like how consistent OU's been. Like, they're they haven't really had like a huge. They have. They haven't really. Had... I mean, they they slipped in the first half against Iowa State twice. They had they had two blown plays, but outside of those, they fixed yeah. them like that. They fixed them, and then they shut Iowa State out in the second yeah. half. They were dominant. Yeah. I, I think, They've been dominant on defense every single game. Yeah, it looks like both of us are taking OU for this game. I guess we'll see what Chase and the rest of the boys, Chase and the rest of the boys who, uh, who they end up riding with for the Red River game. But we'll leave it at that for that game. Next matchup we have, this one is, is uh, kind of interesting because LSU's lost two games now. Um, LSU minus eight favorites uh, at Mizzou. And I don't know what they are in the new rankings this week, but LSU, you know, this, in the last week's rankings, number 13 LSU and number 23 Mizzou. This is an interesting game for me because I'm, I'm not a big Mizzou fan right now. I think I touched on that a little bit about that williams Nuaneri and the NIL deal when we had Braden on. I'm not a Mizzou fan right now. I just, I just don't like them. But they're playing really well right now. Um and LSU is granted they had a really good second half against Ole Miss the other day. Um, I mean they they were in the game, they almost won. I think I gotta go Mizzou. Because <sighs> this game is in, this game is in Missouri, it's isn't in it? Missouri. It's in Missouri. I, I gotta go Mizzou. I think that this is a big turning point for Missouri. I think that their fan base is gonna show out. I think that it's going to be loud. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be a, a one-score game. I I think I got to go Mizzou. <sighs> Mizzou's interesting. 
Because like there's there's flashes of extremely yeah like they're they're an interesting team and like especially after they beat K State on that walk off sixty one yarder, um, they went on to beat Memphis by um, by seven and then they beat Vanderbilt by seventeen yesterday. They're a good football team. I think some people I think I think it's also another toss up in my opinion. And the reason I say that it could have just be because like I don't watch the neither either of the teams like religiously, so like I don't have as good of an, of an idea as maybe like Mizzou and LSU fans have. But I think even though LSU has lost two now, they lost to FSU and then they lost um, by six to Ole Miss yesterday. I'm still a believer in Jaden Daniels. Um, I I really think I, I don't think that LSU is going to be a New Year six. Uh, caliber team without him though but or without him but with him though I think that he could like turn it around for them we'll see like what win total they end up at like whether that's not eight nine ten like whatever but I'm still a believer in them and so for that reason uh, I'm rolling with LSU I think Jaden Daniels is going to come in and I, I think just like him like it'll be probably probably be a good close game but I think because of him like he will probably like carry it LSU right over the line. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, looks like that was our first uh, split of the day. The third matchup we got, ooh, this one's kind of interesting too. Um, number 12, Alabama in last week's poll at Texas A&M, who will probably be ranked now after they beat Arkansas and Jerry World. The opening line for that game is Alabama minus 7.5. That's an interesting one, bro. Like, and you know, you, I don't want to say my pick yet, but you like, you know, it's a, it's a, tra- no, 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 no. I've gone first. I've gone first. I've gone first. It is a trap. It game, is. A trap and game. that's why I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to make my pick right now. I think I know who I'm going to pick, but I'm a little hesitant. Who You go first. This time I actually, I just went first I actually had my time. pick this morning and then I changed my okay. mind about, 30 minutes before we hopped on. Um, ah, dude, it's a tough one. It's a- I've gone back and forth on it in the past years. Yeah, years. I've gone back and forth on this, like, for the better part of, like, actually a week. Because it's I knew this was going to be one of our featured matchups that I wanted to have on. And, it, the, okay, the game's in College Station. You know, like, A&M, that's a notoriously, like, hard place to play at. Like, College Station. Yeah. Like, it's one of – it's – one of the loudest like environments in all of college football, um, especially when big teams like Alabama come into town. They've beaten them before, I'm pretty sure. A&M actually should have beat them last year, I think, in Tuscaloosa. It, and, and I think the only reason they didn't is because they fucked it up at the goal line or like Jimbo had a terrible play call. I forgot what exactly happened, but it was kind of like they choked it and they should have beat Alabama. This year, this is interesting because you have AM who's four and one now. The only team they've lost to is a decent Miami team. Like Miami's a legit team. Like I, I was kind of gassing them up after they beat AM. And I mean they've gone on to like continue to look good. AM handled mm-hmm. Arkansas yesterday. I don't think Arkansas is that great. Um here's where I here's here's a big variable for me though. Texas AM lost their starting quarterback. Uh so Wagman, he was like playing lights out, gets hurt. 
yesterday they end up playing with this kid, Max Johnson. He he ended up having like a pretty good game from from what I saw at least. But I think that's gonna be the difference in in this year's game, bro. Like I think I think Connor Weigman. I was gonna go with AM, bro, and I think Connor Weigman. I I agree. I, I think that if he was playing. Do we know for sure he's not going to play? I don't think he's playing. Okay. Oh, shit. Well, fuck. Is that going to impact our picks now? But well, let's find out. Let us let me let me just make a quick Google search. But I will go on record okay. and say if, if Connor Wagman isn't starting, I'm going with Alabama. Alabama. I, don't, I actually don't know, like, how long he's out for. Yeah. yeah. He's out for the year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's yeah, out. We don't have season. to worry about that messing with our pick then. Yeah, I, I think he was I think he was that difference maker for AM. I'm I, I think I was gonna maybe lean towards AM because I don't I'm not high on Alabama. I don't I don't I think Alabama's a good football team, but I, I, we've talked about this for so many weeks. I don't think Alabama is the Alabama that we're used to. I think they're a pretty solid top fifteen team and they'll probably stay top twelve, top thirteen for the entirety of the year. But I don't buy them that much. But that being said, I think it's a big blow to lose your starting quarterback. Um, and uh, it's a tough one, man. But I'm going Alabama. I think it just comes down to that injury. I think that's probably why the line is like minus seven and a half or whatever it is. It might have been closer if Wagman wasn't injured, but it is what it is. Yeah. I. Oh, man. That's freaking tough, dude. It is though. Yeah, I. I got. I got to go Alabama. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. I'm not big on Alabama this year. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. <laughs> what? You get what? <laughs> okay, Carter. Carter is texting me right. He finally just texted me back. Let me reach you. Shout out, Carter. <laughs> he texted me back. He goes, "Hey, man, I just got up and I have work today." But I cannot hop on the pod after a USC football week like that. Once we beat Notre Dame, I'm down. But I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I can. <laughs> yeah, so I guess Carter, Carter doesn't want to come on Carter doesn't want to come on because he's scared that word like Lincoln Riley's about to get torched in front of his face. Just because he is. What happens when they lose? Wait, you said oh my he God. said he's down to come on after they play Notre Dame. He said, after we beat Notre Dame. I'm like, you're not going to beat Notre Dame. Sam, I was going to say, what happens when Sam Hartman drops a deuce on them? Oh, my Which, gosh. By the way, he he was like, I, he was almost in my top six for these Heisman picks. The only reason he wasn't was because I think he only threw for like 150 or something this week. Like, it, it wasn't great. But I still believe in Sam Hartman, and I believe – actually, I'm not even going to make the pick because that will probably be a featured matchup in the future, but whatever. Anyways, bro, like a shout out Carter. That was funny. But, uh, yeah, shout out Carter. All right, fourth pick. These last three picks, none of them are ranked, I don't think, but the the lines are pretty close, and I think they can make for some interesting okay. games. UCF at Kansas. Cool. Kansas is only minus three and a half. What are you feeling? Um, I'll be honest. Outside of the Texas game yesterday, I haven't watched Kansas that much. Um, they got clapped, but they played. They played well in the first half. Um, like they were, they played decent in the first half. They just got, they they got outplayed in the second half. They're clearly a 
inferior team to Texas. I I gotta go. Can I'm gonna have to go Kansas on that. Where is it? It's um, I believe it's at Kansas. Is it? it so it's in Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta go. Can I? I don't believe that much in UCF, especially after what they just did yesterday, allowing Baylor of all teams. Baylor looks terrible this year, and they let Baylor come back. What twenty eight points? It was like twenty eight yeah, or thirty, I, I, dude. It was bad. Kansas, UCF was like they yeah, cho- they had the choke of all chokes yesterday. I mean, to lose to that Baylor team in that fashion, like choking that big of a lead to that bad of a team, is that's just awful. Um, I, I'm also going Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. I'm also going Kansas just because I think even though they got handled yesterday, uh, I think they have a difference maker in Jalen Daniels in some of those close games that they'll like have against like the other middle. Hopefully he's yeah. back. Uh, yeah, that's Hopefully true. That's back. true because I don't think he was suited up, was he? Um, let's. I want to throw this out there. Texas has yet to play, um, like a good quarterback. A good quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean they played Jalen Milrow, but no, I don't think anyone. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to argue that Jalen Milrow is one of the best quarterbacks. That's the only start. That's the only starter that they've played. That's the only starting quarterback that Texas has played. They against will this not year. play a highly pat, like a really, really, really good quarterback. It, unless Dylan Gabriel falls, ends up falling into that court category. Outside of him, they're not going to play anyone until they get to postseason. Um, yeah, I'm, but anyways, going back to the game, I'm also going no. KU. I think even though they got handled, they've still got they've still got a, like a pretty okay, decent middle of the middle of the pack Big Twelve team. Uh, UCF, I'm not that high on them. Like they, they just lost that lead to a terrible Baylor team. I think, and they're also playing in Kansas, so I'm going Kansas as well. Um, I actually still think even after yesterday, Kansas is still the third best team in the Big Twelve. I think it'll be between K State and them, and maybe someone else will sneak in there. We'll see. What West Virginia? Maybe, well, West Virginia's four and one now, so I guess we'll see. But um, all right. Anyways, the fourth matchup: uh, Texas Tech minus two and a half at Baylor. <laughs> this is just a battle of two idiot, like two homeless dudes fighting each other with sticks, bro. Like, it's not even mid versus mid. It's just shit versus shit. <laughs> That's why I picked that matchup, bro. <laughs> Why did we pick this matchup? They're both dogs. Exactly because it's um, because Tech is only minus two and a half, and they're both awful. Uh, where's the game? The games in Waco. I don't think that matters. Uh, Actually, there's they there might be more Tech fans at that game. Yeah, Tech. Uh, I'll go with Tech because I I think that yesterday was a fluke for Baylor. I mean, the fact that they made that kind of comeback. I don't think that that's indicative of their overall strength i think that that just goes to show how weak the big 12 is and how porous these new teams are like cincinnati and uh and ucf yeah i I, text tech yeah i'm actually going baylor on this one um i'm gonna go baylor on this one just because they're out I was about to say something like they have this player that's a difference maker. They don't have anybody who's a fucking difference maker. I mean, I don't think anyone. I don't does think either of these teams have anyone on their team who's a difference maker or like. I don't. It's just gonna be who doesn't but, suck. But the much. only, the only, I think I don't know. 
I think Texas Tech lost their starting quarterback. Um, I don't. I haven't watched them. I, I only know. I've only seen the results. I've only seen that they look really dog shit. Baylor, I've barely watched them. I know that they're dog shit too. From when they were barely beating the Long Island University Sharks, and then they lost. They got. They got <laughs> fucking handled by uh, Texas State at home. But I'm going Baylor just because, like, fuck it. Like, it's it's two idiots, two homeless dudes just fighting each other with sticks. And I just, I don't know. I think maybe, <laughs> I think maybe, I, I just think Tech is that much more shit than than everyone thinks they are. And I think, I think Baylor Fair is enough. too. But, I mean, whatever. It's a toss-up. I'll go Baylor for this one. You'll go Tech. We'll see where everyone else falls on it. The last matchup we Fair got enough. is Colorado minus six at Arizona State. They're minus six. It was, in that that's game? the opening line, at least. I could see it. Where Where's the game? At Arizona State. Dude, I might try to go to that game. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a huge prime tax. No, Emma, she gets free tickets. Oh, well, yeah, if she gets free tickets, you should definitely go. Yeah, that game is at five thirty next week in at Arizona State. Oh, M's not even here. You want to go? Do I want to go to the Arizona State Colorado game, bro? Bro, I don't yeah. know if I could buy a flight out on a one week's notice. You could you could come out because M's not even gonna be here. Nah, I'm good. I don't want to go see fucking Colorado. I need to save money too, bro. Maybe. I don't have money to just. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll take I'll take Colorado in that game. I think that that's gonna be the one of the few games left on their schedule that they can <sighs> that they can win. Damn, bro. This is where I I don't. This is where I'm at with Colorado. Is like, are they just gonna like? No, I don't think I don't think they'll they'll like wither like little bitches. Like I think they'll. I mean they Mm-mm. they came back against USC. They I mean they almost made a comeback. I don't think they'll wither. Um, it's just if they would have gotten that onside kick, I think that they outside won. of USC and Colorado though, this is their biggest challenge. Uh, or sorry, outside of USC and Oregon, this is their biggest challenge up to date of like the beatable teams. Um, yeah. It's going to be I'm, hot. I'm, I'll take Colorado. It's probably going to be hot. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think they'll wither. I think, I think I'm taking Colorado as well for that one. Well, fuck it. I'll take, I'll take them to get a little bounce back win. Why not? Yeah. I like it. I like it. So to recap, we both went OU. I went LSU, you went Mizzou, we both went Bama, we both went KU, you went Tech, I went Baylor, and then we both went Colorado. So we'll see where everyone else falls on some of these games. I think some people might take Texas, some people might take Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some other people yep. will take, who was the KU matchup against? Against UCF. So hopefully we get a little bit of variability amongst the boys. But yeah, that wraps up our pick segment. Tub of the week? Ah, dude. Fuck, bro. I was going to say, you don't have too much to celebrate right now, do you, buddy? Nothing. Nothing to celebrate. Fucking shit. Uh, I don't know, dude. What about about Connor? Does does Connor have anything to celebrate right now? No, dude. Connor has been out of the game for a minute. Uh, He hasn't even announced when his next fight is, bro. So we'll see. But I don't know. Tub of the week. I got to hang out, I guess, with Diego again for a little bit. You know, little monotone kid. 
Shout out Diego. <laughs> Shout out Diego. We may have to get you on the pod just because we need that just dry humor personality on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much outside of that. Work's been good. I'm just, you know, posted up at home and chilling. I think mine is we finally got a – so I know I've mentioned we just moved into a new place. We finally got a couch. And it's a I'm, – I'm happy because I was able to sit and relax on the couch yesterday, watch Oklahoma take care of business. I was able to watch some more – some other games, watched – caught a little bit of the, the, the Georgia-Auburn game. The, the end of that game was fantastic. Brock Bowers, real quick, best tight end in college Oh, my football. God. He's so good. Um. And he he should undoubtedly be at least a top ten pick yeah. next year, um, or like in this upcoming draft, um, undoubtedly should be a top ten yep. pick. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say, man, I'm so happy we got a new couch because I was I was needing that. I was just standing watching TV or like <laughs> using this chair right here, rolling it into the living room watching TV. But then. Oklahoma took care of business. I'm happy. Oklahoma's five and zero. Oh. Um, I I have a feeling that we might be a top ten team uh, when the rankings come out. Um, and I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah. And it's Texas Hate Week. It's Texas Hate Week. Fuck Texas. BMFs. Yeah. I think. Uh, I also think OU will probably be a top ten team. We'll see. If they're not, they'll at least be eleven. Or just 10 on the dot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up another episode. So I want to say week five of college football now wrapped up. Was it week five? Yeah. Yeah, that yes, was week five. it was. Week five of college football wrapped up. Um, episode we, six. I mean, yeah, we've got some exciting games next week. Probably the most, the one we'll be looking out for the most is that Red River game. We'll find out next week if we're a bunch of fucking dumbasses. Or if we were right, and if Oklahoma does end up beating Texas in this game. So if you've been with us, if you've still been listening with us um, up until now, definitely um, want to say thank you. Also, make sure to throw us a follow. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. you. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at the Rub and Tubs podcast. That is our handle, isn't it? Actually, it's, actually it's just it's just Rub, the Rub, it's and just Tubs, Rub, and Tubs Rub and Tubs pod. Is uh, yeah on Instagram, you can find us there steadily growing the engagement there. We're also on Spotify, Apple Music, so make sure to check out past episodes. But we'll be back next week to dive into some week six of college football, and we're gonna be getting a TikTok put together pretty soon. Yes. So when we get that together, we'll make sure that everyone starts following us on on TikTok. Throw some some clips. We might even be throwing like some exclusive content that might not make it into 100%. the episode might throw it onto the onto the tiktok <laughs> or something like that so right on week six or episode six episode six yeah thank you guys Lord, Lord.